This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. In 2020, the Wakato Regional Council adopted a Climate Action Roadmap, which identified pathways to reduce emissions and adapt to climate, uh, sorry, adapt to changes caused by climate change. Seemingly at odds with this was the adoption last week of the Regional Land Transport Plan, which sets funding priorities for transport. One of the two regional councillors who voted against its adoption is a first-term councillor of the Wakato Regional Council and is chair of the Climate Committee, Councillor Jennifer, Jennifer Nicholl, and she joins us now. Good morning. Hi there, Kelly. How are you? Good, thank you. Thank you for joining us. How important, well, is, how important is the Regional Land Transport Plan and getting it right? Well... It's, um, I mean, it's one piece of the puzzle of how we construct our um, infrastructure for transport. And so, and it's a really important one. So um, it took me a little while to learn about how this works, but effectively it's a funding application to um, Waka Kotahi, the New Zealand Transport Authority. And um, so we put, so the um, district and city councils in the region will put together uh, their projects that they believe um, need to be done in their areas. And then the Regional Transport Committee is hosted by the Waikato Regional Council here in this region um, with a representative from each of those territorial authorities. And so they bring their projects and it all gets bundled up into one list by that committee, um, which Waka Kotahi also sits on um, and the New Zealand Police has a, um, an advising member on. And, and yeah, and then that's gets put forward to um, Waka Kotahi to um, prioritise themselves then out of their National Land Transport Fund as to what they will um, fund. Because a lot of these projects are done by subsidies. And I think the most common um, subsidy type level is about 51% um, central government money through Waka Kotahi and the other remaining from um, the territorial authority or say if it's public transport related also around the fares collected by the territorial authority. Okay, so, yeah, the, so, so the, the councils in the wider Wakato region, and we should remember that Wakato Regional Council has a huge geographic area that it uh, encompasses. Um, yeah, put it's forward very the, diverse. Yeah, put forward the, and I think that was one of the points raised as well, puts forward their projects and Waka Kotahi says uh, yes, no? Is that sort of to, to uh, each individual project or just um, is that yeah, how they base yeah, how much funding how they give us? It. Okay. So they have priorities that they're trying to meet and, and so we try and line up our priorities with their priorities um, as best we can. Um, all of them have to comply with the government policy statement for land transport. Um, so, And that was the main topic that we were discussing um, last week in the council chambers because that one was uh, finalised in September 2022. Oh, sorry, September 2020. And um, now, you know, over six months later... Uh, those requirements, uh, we believe, uh, or I believe, uh, should be met. And there were some pieces there where I suppose a few councillors thought that the requirements of that um, government policy statement aren't met. And just to um, identify exactly what those are, it's to do with measuring the emissions or estimating the emissions of these projects and then coming up with a plan that overall reduces emissions if funded. So 
So you currently yeah, don't believe that um, we will reach our targets given how we've prioritised Waka Kotahi's um, subsidies to the region? Yeah, well, like I said, it's only one piece mm. um, of the puzzle for how we change transport. For example, um, in the near future, there will be the public transport plan um, that Regional Council also um, helps put together. So um, there's another opportunity there to, to make changes. But but yes, so ultimately, if you're not measuring... Uh, the, I've read the Regional Land Transport Plan, and if you're not measuring and estimating what these projects will achieve, then... It's very hard to sh- prove to me that we will achieve them, right? Mm. So I just think I put out there that um, someone with expertise in a mission um, assessment uh, should be engaged or should have been engaged to um, do that measurement and provide us guidance on whether it will help achieve our targets. Is that something you see will happen uh, perhaps next time? Absolutely. So, um, I mean, one of the things, even though a vote might not go, um, say, the way that I wanted to this time, uh, I do really respect the work that has happened, and I think a lot of the other councillors did too, by by passing this plan ultimately. But um, any variation that needs to be done to this plan, and there are several variations planned over the next few years before the next full review in three years' time, um, we, we have a chance to do this right. And in a way... Um, I do feel for uh, the trans- uh, transport policy type officers and, and everyone else. They've been doing things a certain way for a long time, and but the climate change issue mm. is here now. It needs to be addressed, and they um, it would be well served to listen to the um, noise that was around passing this and look at fulfilling those requirements um, properly. Do you think the priorities yeah. might have been different if the climate change commissions, uh, if the if the government had, um, I hope, sorry, I can't think of the right words, taken the climate change <laughs> commissions reports and actually had the plan going forward, which we'll get at the end of the year? Do you see that as being something that might impact transport yeah. uh, prioritisation in future? Yeah, so timing of everything was not ideal for this plan. Uh, so... Uh, we do take a lot of guidance from central government of, um, you know, the direction to go, as well as we do from, say, um, councillors and our community. Uh, so trying to put that all together. And unfortunately, you know, we were already very far advanced with this mm-hmm. regional and transport plan when the Climate Commission's final report came out, which gives a bit more certainty as to the direction, but really keen to see central government's direction. So all of this, in my view, you know, it would have been fantastic to have that years ago and then we'd be further ahead but it's a slow machine in government Um, but I am seeing really hopeful signs of putting things in place uh, framework wise structurally to get um, there basically. Mm. So if 31% of Waka Kotahi's and the council's funds will go to local road maintenance, 28% to state highway maintenance, 7% to public transport and 3% for walking and cycling projects, I don't understand what the rest of the percentage would be for. I mean, do you have a sense of what balance you might have been able to approve? I mean, that's the thing when it's the first time that uh, such calculations would be applied to this type of plan. It's hard to uh, pick a number Mm. out of the sky. But I guess one one way to put it is we know that transport emissions in the Waikato are about 16% of Mm. the overall picture. A huge part of that is, is agriculture, as we've discussed once before. Um, but transport emissions is the only category that went up in the last three years. It went up 
not just by a little bit, but by 32%. Mm. And so uh, with with 62% of Hamilton's emissions being from transport, you can see it's, it's um, population growth, it's um, urbanisation being in the city that um, drove a lot of that growth in the 32%. We've really got to turn that around. And so where I'm getting to with this is that the Regional Land Transport Plan uh, pie of funding looks fairly similar to previous. Mm. There is a slight increase in walking and cycling and, and PT spend, but it is very minuscule. So I guess I was just there saying, um, if you haven't done the measurements, but you can see it's very much like it has been in the past, mm. then why would you expect something different in the future as a result in regards to emissions? Definition yeah. of insanity, apparently. <laughs> Keep doing the same <laughs> thing, expecting that. a different response. Um, are you That's expecting right. a legal yeah. challenge, which uh, Dennis Tegg implied when he said it was unlawful? I'm not, um, hard to, I, I'm not expecting anything. Mm. Um, I'm, I mean, it's, it's anyone's right at any time to, to uh, look at something like that, but um, I do think that there is something going on in Auckland, obviously, around their regional land transport plan. They actually, with the effort of really um, trying to measure these things, we at Waikato Regional Council have invested in a tool that isn't quite here yet, but we will be able to use to do something similar. So between, the, you know, investing in this tool to do these measurements in the near future uh, by having this conversation, I actually think that the Waikato Regional Council is a step ahead of a whole bunch of other regions in the country where the regional land transport plan maybe getting past, um, you know, even without such a kerfuffle. Mm, mm. Um, and still also isn't any of these things that um, people like me would love them to be at this point in time. But at this point in time. keep pushing, is, I yeah, suppose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so there's a by-election for Hamilton East for um, a Hamilton East City, uh, sorry, a Hamilton City Councillor. What would be one question you would ask that candidate to ascertain their commitment to climate action? Yeah, so um, like I mentioned before, the emissions profile in Hamilton is that 62% um, of emissions are from transport. So that is obviously a topic that would be my number one for them to answer a question on. And so I'd really ask what their vision would be for getting our transport emissions down in the Hamilton city um, in a way that works for um, the many, because we know that there are, I mean, even just from the Living Streets project recently, you know, there are some there. Uh, large voices, uh, which <laughs> may or may not be in the minority, but seem to be in the minority around uh, quoting research that has been, um, uh, not quoting research that has been proven mm. around um, what uh, parking does or doesn't do for business yeah. um, profits and that kind of thing, and short-term versus long-term benefits. So it's it's a complicated conversation. I'd want somebody to have a really cool vision to just cut through yeah. to um, get the outcomes that we need and, and quickly, really. Mm. Mm. Can't wait another three years and another 32% of increase in emissions. Exactly. Um, and finally, uh, congratulations on a win from the Climate Action Roadmap with the Council approving a responsible investment policy, including divestment. So that was a good win for last week, uh, despite this. Yes, thank you. Um, it went um, a little bit under the radar in that um, but the larger part of last Thursday's conversation was about the transport plan. But, mm. but yes, um, there were quite a few workshops held on it previously to advise members on it. Um, the uh, getting fossil fuels excluded um, is something that we want to particularly invest in. Is, um, yeah, it was, it was really good to achieve.
a nice a nice good win. Um, so where can people track what's happening with the Wakato Regional Council and the work that you're doing in there? Yeah, so one way would be uh, to, at the moment in particular in regards to my work, I put out a monthly newsletter uh, through my website, which is www.jennifernickel.com. And uh, so every month you can get something into your inbox, just giving an outline of what meetings um, are coming up and what's interesting in them what uh, recent wins there might have been or difficulties mm-hmm. and um, it's really all focused about um, climate change, biodiversity and um, anything that helps on the inequality front as well. But mm-hmm. I've put in all sorts of stuff. Awesome. Um, Jen, thank you so much for joining us this morning to talk about um, yeah, a transport. It's, it's such a big topic. There's so many moving parts, but it's really great to see there are people actually watching for ways that we can improve um, evidence-based decision-making, I guess, um, by council in these really important and impressing urgent issues. So I appreciate your work. Absolutely. And it's so important that everyone looks at their little piece of that puzzle of it. While there's the massive changes required from central government, which, um, you know, such as bringing in cleaner cars into the country, which really helps on a grand scale. There's even the little things people can do, such as taking the odd trip, walking or cycling or by public transport, especially with public transport, to show the demand so that we can keep growing together to mm. get that um, into really great services. Wonderful. Thank you um, awesome. for your time Thanks this so morning. Appreciate that. That's Waikato Regional Councillor Jennifer Nicholl to talk to us about the Regional Land Transport Plan, one of those pieces that helps for us, that we could utilise to help for us to uh, take climate action. As we know, transport emissions are the big one uh, regionally and uh, in here in Kirikiriro Hamilton. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.